Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of Soundwave. I am your host, Matt, and over to the right of me is Eric. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, Eric? Pretty good. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm pretty good. That's good. That's a good pump-up song for our show today. That, that was. That chick sounded like she was a little bit perturbed. It's uh, Karen O from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Oh, yeah? Yep, she's, she's pretty sweet. Mad. She was like, rah, rah. She's on a She's on a uh, Target commercial now with a Marshmallow Wonderland song, and it's kind of fun. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> oh, Karen, oh, you're badass. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, sorry. I was just looking at our uh, Blind Ninja Studio Facebook, which if you haven't checked it out, you guys should check it out. I just posted the 17 vintage ads that would really piss people off today. Yeah. And there's some good ones. It talks about, uh, like, uh, your little girl's fat, so cover her up in these fancy clothes that make her not look fat. <laughs> cool. It's from, like, the 1950s and stuff. There's probably one on there. Um, I'm going to guess there's one on there with, like, a Negro that's, like, Something bad. I didn't. I didn't see any of that on no? there. It's mostly like advertisements from magazines. Ah, oh. like uh, this one. It's the the one I was just talking about. She can have a tummy and still look yummy. <laughs> the clothing brand is called Chubettes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my, Chubettes, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, fat girls would go crazy <laughs> over that one. Uh, so much fun. That's pretty cool. Uh, you been up to anything this week? Oh, not Past a whole Past two lot. weeks, actually? You know, just stuff and things. And stuff and things. Nothing important to talk about. You came really drunk to the bar on Saturday was, and lost Casey along the way. That yeah, was funny. I was really drunk. <laughs> yeah, we had 45th Parallel on our Department of Offense, which is... They make distillery stuff? It was vodka and brandy that were... Del- not brandy, it was... Yeah, uh, bourbon. No, bourbon, yeah. It was damn good stuff. That I want to try their gin. I know, me too. That sounds good. I bet good. it's going to be real good. I haven't been up to too much either, uh, just working a lot, but I have been listening to a lot of funk lately. Oh, yeah? Do you like the funk? I like the, I, I like the funk. I don't like to fake, fake the funk, though. Fake the funk? Fake, don't fake the do funk. Do you have an example of the fake the funk? Well, no, that's just what, what you do when you say, uh, like, I got the funk, and then somebody's like, nah, man, you fake the funk. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, bands nowadays who are trying to be funky. That oh, no, no, funky. no, no. Well, they, they fake the funk, too, but I don't know any of them. Oh, okay. Well, uh, one thing I've been listening to is the JBs, and I just bought their album on Discogs.com, where you can basically search for any kind of album and find the actual original ones. And buy it. And the JBs are like uh, James Brown's background band, and it's pretty damn sweet. Here's a little clip. So much fun. Yeah, basically it's like 13 minutes of greatness, just jamming out. <laughs> oh, just jamming. And like then that. also I bought a Parliament, Parliament's uh, Mothership Connection album, and it's got this amazing song on it. Parliament Funkadelic. bad we can't just play long the whole songs on this oh, no, show because right. we could just have a dance party all day long george clinton would get mad at us if we played oh, song, damn it apparently. george clinton but uh yeah george clinton you're pretty cool actually i lied anything you've been listening to not really i haven't been much into music this past week or so 
Just nothing. Just recuperating from your Saturday? Yes. <laughs> I still have the heartburn to show for it. <clears throat> well, I guess let's just go into the music news as always, huh? Music news. Music news. I tried to find some uh, female news today, seeing as that's part of our theme. Um, Courtney Love recently teased on Twitter that she'd be meeting with Lana Del Rey in London, and there would be exciting news to come. Here is that news. Beginning next May, Del Rey will hit the road with Love for their latest live venture, the Endless Summer Tour. The North American outing kicks off May 5th in Texas and will run through June 16th. That's a weird mixture not sure who lana del rey is oh you'd know her if you if you heard her yeah yeah and she was in the great gatsby soundtrack a bunch too and stuff i don't know but uh pop girl pop girl yes she's a pop girl and like alternative pop kind of now mainstream pop i don't know but uh yeah because i saw a hole a couple like four or five years ago and Courtney Love didn't come on stage until like 12.30 in the morning. Well, yeah, that's because she was too busy in the back getting all messed up. Yeah, basically. So I'm I'm really wondering, is Courtney Love opening up for Lana Del Rey? Because Lana Del Rey is totally a humo- million times bigger than Courtney Love is. Yeah, so nobody cares about Courtney Love anymore. I don't, I don't know how Her that's going to... 15 minutes are gone. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, next year, HBO will release Kurt Cobain, Montage of Heck, a new authorized documentary about the Nirvana singer. Uh, though Kurt Cobain's daughter Frances Bean is an executive producer of the movie his widow Courtney Love was not mentioned in the press materials at all good Uh, the film was announced last week on Frances Bean's Twitter and she said I'm really excited for you guys to see Montage of Heck Uh, the director created an intense yet wonderful examination of Kurt's life and art and Love also retweeted it actually did she uh, actually say call her dad Kurt yep that's kind of weird. Well, she if say, she like, just my, said my dad. dad, I don't know if everybody would know for sure what she was talking about. I guess so. But, uh, yeah, there, there's basically the family of Kurt, like his mother and stuff, and close family members and Courtney. They all got photos and stuff that are unseen by the public. That's cool. And it's going to be an actual, like, in-depth documentary of Kurt instead of just about Nirvana. Right. So that should be interesting. Uh, it comes out next uh, next year sometime on HBO. Cool. Uh, Kate Pearson, founder of the B-52s, has announced her debut solo album. It's called Guitars and Microphones. It's out February 17th. Uh, she collaborated on songwriting with the album's executive producer, Sia, which is kind of cool because Sia's pretty cool. Uh, here's a clip of Mr. Sister, which stars Fred Armisen on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Lobster! Oh, Does she still sound exactly the same? She's I, Is this really not the beat? I mean, you see, you look at her in the video, and she looks a lot older, but. Fred Armerson's dressing up as a girl in it. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Yep. I'm guessing that song's about a cross-dresser. I think so. Yeah. When most of their other music is all about that, too. Yeah. 
But yeah, she sounds exactly the same. That's exactly fucking weird. <laughs> Hasn't aged a day. <laughs> well, except for uh, <laughs> except for the outward appearance. <laughs> and I don't know what I fucking hate Fred Armisen. I don't know. There's just something about him that just grosses me out. Don't gay bash on the show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, class action antitrust lawsuit alleges that between 2007 and 2009, Apple intentionally deleted purchases through rival services on its users' iPod without informing them. Uh, the plaintiffs of the case are seeking $350 million in damages, contending that they were subsequently forced to pay more for Apple's services. Huh. It was something where uh, if iTunes recognized that there was something not there, they'd make you reset right. your iPod, right? And then their songs wouldn't be there again. That's crazy. So I don't, I don't. Maybe that's what happened to me when I was getting all screwed up errors. I, I don't know. Probably you should join <laughs> in that lawsuit. Yeah, whatever. You should be like, ah, they fucked me over for twelve bucks. Well, they aren't making that iPod anymore, which uh. is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh Ian McLagan. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Ian McLagan. McLagan. The keyboardist in the band Small Faces and Faces died in Austin, Texas last week from complications of a stroke. He was scheduled to begin a tour this week. Uh, he was 69 years old. The England native got his start in music as a member of the bands called Mule Skinners and uh, Boz and the Boz People. Have you ever heard of either of those? No. Have I guess... You? But no, I haven't. But Boz Burrell, the I main know. guy from that, he was in King Crimson and Bad Company. Oh, okay. Uh, in 1965, he joined Small Faces when Steve Marriott quit the band. Um, the band was of Rod Stewart, Ronnie Wood, Ronnie Lane. I didn't know there's two Ronnies in the band. Oh. Two Ronnies. But yes, that was a great band. Two Ronnies and a Rod. That two sounds, Ronnies and a Rod. That sounds like an 80s <laughs> sitcom. Two Ronnies and a Rod. <laughs> After the faces split up in 1975, uh, McLagan became a session musician and a solo artist. Throughout his career, he worked with bands like Rolling Stones, Bruce Stingstein, and Bob Dylan, and many, many more. In, two th- in 1997, he joined Billy Bragg's band, The Blokes. I didn't know. The Blokes. The Blokes. The Blokes. And uh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012. Here's some faces to brighten up your day. Rod Stewart used to be so cool. Now he's not. Before he turned sexy, or thinking he was sexy. There's a longer intro on that than I thought, but that's cool. Yeah, that was a good uh, classic rock sounding song there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the nominations for the 2015 Grammy Awards continue to roll in. Rather than doing a big announcement of everything all at once this year, the Recording Academy decided to reveal categories slowly through the day via Twitter uh, by accounts of various celebrities. So that was kind of interesting. Nominees for the album of the year include Beck's Morning Phase, Beyonce's self-titled album, Sam Smith, The Lonely Hour, Ed Sheeran's X, and Pharrell Williams' Girl. And I'd want Beck to win out of that. 
what would you want? I would want uh, none of them to win and the Rage Against the Machine to go on stage and then protest against how that's all crap and then start climbing the equipment. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, probably not. But it did happen many years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, that, that Beck album mix is actually really good. I like it. And I don't really like Beck at all, so... Yeah, I don't care for Beck so much. Uh, what do we got? Record of the Year, Fancy by Iggy Azalea, Charlie XCX, if that's how you actually say it, Chandelier. Um, let's see, Stay With Me by Sam Smith, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, and uh, All About That Bass, About That Bass, No Treble, that one fucking song. It's going to be stuck in my head forever now. Damn it. Uh, the Best Alternative Music nominees are Arcade Fire, Jack White, St. Vincent, Alt J and Cage the Elephant. Anyone you want to win out of that one? Jack White. Arcade Fire. Um, Jack White, Beck, Ryan Adams, and the Black Keys and Paramore are up for Best Rock Songs. Do Best uh, Alternative Music nominees. Basically the same as Alternative Music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're reading the same category. Maybe. <laughs> Except they have so much of the same category on that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, best rock album nominees are U2, The Black Keys, Beck, Ryan Adams, We're, and Tom Petty. U2, really? Yeah. Because that album was panned. That yep. album was horrible. And best packaging, uh, the Pixies, their Doolittle 25 which we were talking about. Uh-huh. It's like four discs. Uh, I don't know which Pearl Jam album packaging and uh, FKA Twigs. Those three are up for best packaging. And then best, best dance and electronic album, Aphex Twin, Little Dragon, Deadmau5, Up and Robin, and Matt Zoe. And I either hope Aphex or Rikes Up and Robin win. Is it really Dead Mouth 5? Yeah. I always Dead thought it was Mouse. Dead Mouse. I like saying Dead Mouth 5 because that's <laughs> no, what it actually says. I don't know. Yeah. That's, Who I knows? Know. What Who a knows? douche. I don't like that kind of crap anyway. It's crap. Uh, the 57th Grammy Awards will take place, place February 8th. Uh, last week, the new releases were ACDC's Rocker Bust, Mary J. Blige, The London Session, uh, Pixies Doolittle, Willie Nelson, December Day, and Wu Tang's Better Tomorrow. And then this week, we got some Angels and Airwaves, some Cracker. Some Ghostface Killer and the Smashing Pumpkins. Cool. Cool. I haven't checked out any of them yet, but I kind of want to. Cracker, huh? Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. This day in history, Cracker made an album again. This day in history, Cracker. <laughs> in 1957, disc jockey Al Pretty of KEX Portland, Oregon is fired for violating the radio station's ban against playing Elvis Presley's rendition of White Christmas. He was told by the management it is not in the spirit we associate with Christmas because he was a rock and roll guy, I guess. Kind of stupid. You know? What? Yeah. That's a good song, man. <laughs> 1961. Oh, the be- <laughs> dreaming of a Christmas and a peanut butter and banana sandwich. <laughs> Somebody get on that. I'm hungry. <laughs> Santa's not getting shit. <laughs> 1961, the Beach Boys' first record in surfing is, or sorry, not surfing, surfing, is released on Candice Records, a small L.A.-based company. The song was written by Brian Wilson and his cousin Mike Love and recorded with Brian's brothers Carl and Dennis and their friend Alan Jardine. Carl played acoustic guitar, Al played double bass, and Brian kept time on a garbage can. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's like Slipknot. They play garbage cans, too. 
They must have got that from them. <laughs> Maybe. 1963, 19-year-old Frank Sinatra Jr. was abducted at gunpoint from his hotel room at the Harris Casino in Lake Tahoe, California. Did they think it was actually Frank? <laughs> no, they were kidnapping for this reason. Two days Ooh. later, he was released unharmed after his father paid the kidnappers $240,000 ransom. Three amateur criminals were rounded up within a week and tried, convicted, and sent to prison. There was no million dollars back then. <laughs> Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. Well, two hundred forty thousand yeah, dollars back then is like a million dollars now. So <laughs> I wonder why they, where that number came yeah, from. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, did they say like I mean maybe two hundred and fifty? Yeah. Or like did they realize that maybe two hundred and forty was more achievable? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know. <laughs> In 1964, Sam Cooke, who was a uh, very prominent uh, gospel singer, was shot and killed in a Los Angeles motel. According to court testimony, Cooke picked up a 22-year-old woman named Elisa Boyer at a party. He promised her a ride home, but they ended up at a motel. Boyer claims Cooke forced her into the motel room and began ripping off her clothes. She managed to escape while he was in the bathroom. While she called police from a phone booth, Cook began pounding on the office door of the motel manager, Bertha Franklin. He demanded to know where the girl was and allegedly broke the door open. Cook reportedly attacked Franklin, who then shot him three times. By the Damn. time the police arrived, Sam Cook was dead. A, late, a jury later found a return verdict of justifiable homicide. Wow, I never knew the story of his death. It's pretty crazy, right? I mean, he sounds like he was just going buck wild. I mean, he must have been he must high. Have been on PCP. Well, I don't think they had PCP back then. I think he was on bath like, salts. Yeah, he's on bath salts and quaaludes. <laughs> 1968, although its real name is The Beatles, the LP the fans call The White Album tops the UK charts. The effort marks the first time that John, Paul, Ringo, and George work separately on different tracks. And following this one up with a little bit of a longer news piece, this one is, um, or history piece, this one is probably one of the more important moments in rock and roll. In 1980, just two months after his 40th birthday, John Lennon was murdered by Mark David Chapman outside his home at the Dakota Department apartment building on the northwestern corner of 72nd Street and Central Park West in New York. After approaching the former Beatle and calling his name, Chapman dropped into a combat stance and shot John in his chest, back, and left arm. Leonard staggered into the porter's vestibule in a desperate attempt to get upstairs to see his son, Sean. As he collapsed, John was comforted by the porter, Jay Hastings, who covered him with his jacket and gently removed his glasses. Police were quickly summoned and took uh, John to Roosevelt Hospital on West 59th Street. Although doctors did everything they could to save him, John Lennon was pronounced dead at 11.07 p.m. After the shooting, the 24-year-old Chapman remained at the scene, took out his copy of The Catcher in the Rye, and read it until police arrived. He was arrested without incident. Much of America learned of the tragedy from ABC TV, which was in the midst of airing an NFL game between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Announcer Howard Cosell, who had interviewed Lennon years earlier, announced the news of the murder. This, we have to say it, is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York, the most famous, uh, perhaps, of all the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Lennon's killer remains in prison, being de uh, denied parole eight times, most recently on in December of 2014. 
So uh, that was, yeah, that was like last week. Damn. When asked uh, why he decided to target Lennon, Chapman said he couldn't resist the fame that would come with the crime. That bright light of fame or of or of infamy, infamy notoriety was there, he said. I couldn't resist it. Holy shit. I've never listened to the whole spiel about it and then break it into the football game. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Damn. Sad. Is that all we got for the news then? That that's it for the history. News. That was a good ending. That was, that was <laughs> very depressing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> John Lennon joke. Oh no. <laughs> Sexy music just feels wrong after John Lennon's song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a jealous guy. Let's have a moment of sexy music for John Lennon's <laughs> Alright, welcome to the weekly theme. This week our theme is uh, crudely vagina songs, but also just... <laughs> that, uh, that's your title, by the way, Feminist. Matt came up with that one? No, that would be Rick that came up with oh, that yeah, one. Oh yeah, that would be Rick. <laughs> so yeah, attack him. And then I just went for it, and I'm like, okay, we'll call it also uh, female good rock female music. Female vocalists. Female, good anything stuff. by female vocalists, basically. What did I actually name it? Best female singers. Well, there there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> vagina songs, a.k.a. best female <laughs> singers. <laughs> All right, uh, Eric, you can start it out. Um, the first one that I picked um, is a band that they played a whole shit ton of when I was a little kid because well, they were pretty good. Um, the first one that I chose is uh, The Pretenders, uh, Chrissy Hyden, the lead singer, uh, Brass in My Pocket. It's a good song. She just sounds very good. They're, they're such a fun band. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job. Uh, I was going for the same time period as you with that one, kind of. I went for Blondie, hanging on the telephone, because Debbie Harry, I'm surprised you didn't pick <laughs> no, Blondie. No, I, 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 dude, I, I mean, I was mulling it over all night because, man. But I, then you realized you couldn't take four away I, from I, me. I, yeah, I know, I know. Because <laughs> I knew like uh, some of my choices would be like, well, Matt probably wants to pick them too, <laughs> so I'll be nice. <laughs> All right, I picked Blondie hanging on the telephone. I went for a slightly different than one of her normal ones because this one's punky and fun. Yeah, it's a little more like a beady disco. She's so hot. Yeah. That drummer's hand must have got tired by going ting, 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 <laughs> The whole time, ting, 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 ting. <laughs> But then he was looking at Deborah Harry the whole time, so, I mean, who can complain? <laughs> so ting, ting, ting was for something else. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> All right, what you got? Um, the next one that I chose is um, when I was uh, a young teenager, they were very popular. Um, 
nowadays she kind of sucks and has gone on to a very sucky route. But um, Gwen Stefani, no doubt. Two times been around that block. Because ain't no hardback girl. Exactly. But when she was actually singing good songs, she's got, I, I don't know, her voice is just, it's like adorable, you know, like. And I, haunting, I, don't I, speak. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, she's just got, she had something else. I don't know if she still has it, but um, I chose the song Sunday Morning by the, uh, by the No Doubt. Tragic Kingdom is such a good album. That's a great album. Hell yeah. Yep. That song just reminds me of like 10 things I hate about you and stuff like that. Yeah, though. like, well, that's that whole era. <laughs> I know, that you know, whole style of whole time chick music yep. at that time was like that. <laughs> yep. Uh, I went for that same time, too. I went for whole Jennifer's body. Oh, no. Courtney Love used to be the shit. She was really cool. Now she's just weird. I always hated her because she murdered Kurt, but. Oh, uh, well. That's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. She sounds um, like she's on a lot of heroin when she sings. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure she is. Especially at that time. Oh, yeah. She was just, she was like full of heroin. She's like almost Keith Richards level of heroin when she was <laughs> singing that song. Oh, corny. <laughs> All right, what you got? Oh, the next one that I picked um, going back uh, back to the 80s there. Um, this chick had her own very unique look. Um, and she did a lot of work with Robert Smith from The Cure, who is actually a member of this band. Um, I chose Susie Sue of Susie and the Banshees. I did not know Robert Smith was part of that. Yeah, he was He was like all up in that. Like, I don't know, like, um, you can tell, I think, on this song, and there's like a couple other ones, you can hear his influence, but he like was their like producer, oh, okay. manager type thing, you I know. You and then he was also in the played, Banshees. He, he played, you know, oh, okay. he played with them live, too. Um, and the song is called Passenger, The Passenger. Iggy Pop. One thing I like about Susie is uh, a lot of the times I think um, British singers, at least like pretty much all of them, they lose their accent when they sing. Yeah, it's you know? interesting. But, but her, you, you can hear it when she sings. You you hear her Britishness. And the same and with like, uh, Kate Bush. You yeah. Hear her yeah, Britishness. Right. Well, that's because she kind of like sing talks, but. Yeah, she's very British. <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite Susie and the Banshees would have to be uh, Cities and Dust. That I was, was either going to pick that one. Or the passenger, and I went with the passenger. 
Uh, my next one, Aretha Franklin, Chain of Fools, because I had to pick a classic singer in here. I didn't know who to pick, but there had to be at least one. <laughs> all right what you got um i guess the next one that i have could also be considered classic yeah needs no introduction patty smith man <laughs> How can you take a Van Morrison song and make it better than Van Morrison? So it was Van Morrison that made it first? I'm pretty sure. Or was, and when did the Kinks version come out? Well, maybe the, maybe they were like hand in hand at the time, or maybe one was just a couple years apart. But I, I don't know. Gloria. It seems like Van Morrison to me would be beforehand, but I don't know. Maybe that's something to look up at some point. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> um, well, while Matt is looking that stuff up, um, I'm going to talk about stuff. Um, <laughs> so I was eating some Philly cheesesteak pizza last night from Domino's, and it's really good. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't had it, I definitely recommend it. To a little plug for Domino's. Maybe they'll send me a free The original good. is by them, uh, and it was written by Van Morrison, who must have been in the band Them at the time, I 1964. So. Yeah. And then cover versions. Oh, there's a lot of cover versions. The Doors covered it in 1968 and 1970. Uh, status quo. Patti Smith, 75. Well, I knew. David Bowie did it in the Sound of Vision tour in 1990. That's cool. Tom Petty did in 2006. Bill Murray in 2007. Bill Murray? Yeah, he did it... Uh, it's the only song he knows how to play. And uh, Eric Clapton <laughs> was appearing on stage. It was at the Crossroads Guitar Festival. That's actually kind of cool, <laughs> that man. That is badass. Uh, Billy Joel Armstrong, Anthony Kiedis, Bon Jovi, Simple Minds, everybody. Everybody's done it before. Everybody. Cool. Mm. A little bit of history. That was very history-like. Uh, my next one is Tune Yards Business, and this chick is doing something like completely different. It's kind of like this African style music in it, and it's, I thought she was black, but she's actually white. And uh, I saw her live, and she's pretty interesting. Maybe she's South African. I don't know for sure. Hmm. Ask me, but all my wisdom departed. Tell me, but all my wisdom departed. Yeah, most of the songs on that album all have that weird kind of 
style to it. And then on her new album, she changed to more normal so- sounding music. <laughs> but uh, she did sound like she was a black woman, though. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and uh, there's good. another song on the album called "Gangsta," and it's really good too. Gangsta, gangsta. All right, what you got? Uh, the next one that I chose is a little bit more modern for what I I usually pick. Uh, it's a song that I was actually surprised to hear it was like charted a couple oh, yeah. of years ago. Uh, I I didn't I I heard the song on a video game. Which and, one? Uh, it was on Forza Horizon racing that. game. Um, and this uh, the singer is uh, Santi White. Uh, the band is Santi Gold. Santi Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Santi White. Santi Gold. Uh, but the song is called Disparate Youth, and it just fucking kicks ass, man. Have you heard her first album? Negative. Oh my god, you'd love it if you like this song. Well, this song's much more calm, but. That's just a really cool song. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I saw her at Bonnaroo, and then she had like hundreds of people come up stage from the audience and go and dance with nice. her on stage. No, yeah, I saw um, a live video of the band um, on YouTube, and the guitar player for that song was just freaking ripping. Yeah, man. Hell like, yeah. Oh, he was he was really getting into it. It was cool. I think this cool is as one of the best ones from her first album. I'll play it for you quick. <laughs> Then she gets into like some dark hip hop and stuff. That one's from 2008. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yes. Uh, my next one is another classic. Not as classic as Aretha, but pretty classic. Fleetwood Mac, because Stevie Nicks is pretty cool. Stevie Nicks sounds like a goat. A goat. <laughs> Here's the goat for you. <laughs> She sounds more like a goat nowadays. I would be surprised if one of us didn't choose Fleetwood Mac, and I knew that you would choose Fleetwood Mac, so I did not choose Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Do you like Fleetwood? Uh, I can appreciate them. Uh, I mean, not something that I would like buy and listen to, but I, I think the songs where she sings are probably the best ones. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, Gold yeah. Dust Woman and yeah. Break the Chain or whatever it is. Mm. All right, what's your final one? Uh, the last one that I chose is definitely going off uh, what, away from what we normally choose and what people would expect of me. But um, this song is is uh, it's from the uh, Jet Li movie Romeo Must Die. Um, That's and, really where it's from. Yeah, and it's got one of the, the most amazing looking women that I think that ever existed, Aaliyah. And the song is called uh, Try Again. And I don't know, dude, like the beat in this song, like the bass, it, like it, it smashes so loud. Like, I love it. And this is t- totally not something you would expect me to choose. Aaliyah. This is a good song. I forgot all about this song. Yeah. 
funny story for that song um back when i was like uh, either i was still in high school or i was just getting out of high school i had this uh honda civic hatchback and i had a bunch of subwoofers and a lot of uh wattage into the subwoofers and that song had just come out and i'm telling you you can't really hear it over the radio it doesn't it doesn't translate well but the bass like when it bomb 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 i mean it it hits hard it hits really really <laughs> freaking hard and i was messing around with my ex-girlfriend and i was like i'm just gonna i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna crank it up as loud as i can you know <laughs> and I, I turn it up in the back windshield of my hatchback i just starts like flexing real hard i mean i was i was probably like five seconds away from smashing it before i cut the car <laughs> off because i was like shit because i mean it just it just it it the bass in that song just it, it hits so hard it was oh, great yeah. Yeah. yeah, she died, what, 2001 or something? Or? Yeah, so, something like that. Two, no. Did, I think uh, it was like 2003 Queen or of the Dam come out after no, she died? She, uh, it was, I think like they had just finished it up, and I don't think she like got to see like No, yeah, I think it came out after she died. Yeah. Uh, there are so many others I could have picked. Uh, there's, we, this is uh, another one of the topics that we can do again. I know, like I, First Aid Kick was a good example from somebody who's doing something pretty like country nowadays mm-hmm. like and i mean there's madonna we didn't even talk about her or anything like that allison krauss was one that yeah, i was allison really krauss. contemplating I love and then her. people are probably like why didn't you pick like miley cyrus or taylor thrift and stuff like because that? because they suck balls but i had to choose at least something for, that comes out now that's in pop music because i actually appreciate this one uh her name is Katy perry and i picked walking on air it's a guilty pleasure you know what else is a guilty pleasure for me Katy Perry's titties. I wonder what the bass in that song would sound like in your car. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would probably blow my window out because I heard it a little bit more than Aaliyah in my ears. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little louder. <laughs> so yes, I have a guilty pleasure for uh, Miss Katy Perry. It's okay. Uh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, if you have any other favorite female songs, uh, you should let us know on Facebook because we'd like to interact with you. Uh, it's just search for us, Blind Ninja Studios on yep. Facebook. You can post to our wall and be like, "Hey, guys from Soundwave, you you suck," and then we'll be like, "We don't suck, you suck," and then we'll get into a whole flame war, and the internet will. Be or happy. you can just be like, "Hey, you should listen to this song because I found it out," and I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, and we'll be like, "Oh, I'll listen to this. Oh man, that rocks, man." Or else I'll say, "No, that's pretty shitty," but. Oh yeah, you yeah. can only find out what her opinion is <laughs> until you go to our Facebook. You and, never know, and let us know. We could say, eh, eh, or we could say fuck yeah and be like, hey, this awesome dude or girl just sent us a song, and uh, you should check it out. That would be sweet if you did that. <laughs> uh, I have one more to leave you with. Uh, I think there's only one girl in this band, or else there's a couple. I don't know. It's an Arcade Fire, and the song is called Sprawl Two Mountains Beyond Mountains. And it just got a good uh, little kick to it, kind of danceiness, and uh, yeah, it's from their Suburbs album. Here you go.
thank you for joining us this week on Soundwave. New episodes are every other Thursday now. Uh, the theme for our next show will be seen as I, I kind of like diving through the years of music. And we did what, 55 to 65 or something? Well, Somewhere. we should keep it in like 10 yeah. increments. Well, we're going to go with five for this next one because 65 to 70, there's a lot of music that came out in that time. 65 to 70? Yeah, okay. so I think the theme next show is 1965 to 1970. And then we'll go on and do some more stuff like we're doing. Then we'll just keep adding the years every now and uh, then. Right? I think it's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, uh, yes, come back for that show because I'm sure it'll be great. That would be a good time. A good time. Uh, for updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios or you can even follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Our flagship show, Department of Defense, is still live every Saturday, so come and join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. You can ask us questions, you can see our kind of pretty faces, and uh, just, yeah, be there. Yeah. Be there. We welcome you. We welcome you. There are five other shows, including this one, available to stream on our website at blindnewsseries.com, or you can even subscribe to iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough Soundwave or our other shows, you should help support us, because this stuff isn't cheap. At the bottom of Blind Ninja Studios, click on Patreon and sign up. It works kind of like a subscription slash donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a dollar. Uh, also... There's a link to an Amazon.com. There's a button at the bottom of the page. It says Amazon.com. Click on it. Do your shopping on Amazon just like you normally do. And then when you check out, Amazon just gives us a little feed, like a little bit of money from that, that order you just bought. doesn't change the price or anything like that. So, yes, please do it. Please. Please. Do it. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindnewsseries.com or you can message us on Facebook. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Goodbye. Well,